What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? That's the question we aim to answer every Monday on the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Hi, my name is Michael, and together with my wife, Marsha, we run theminimalistvegan.com, where we share recipes, articles, and podcast episodes like this, all around the topics of minimalism and veganism. And in this week, we're talking about digital minimalism. And we've touched on this topic briefly in episode four, uh, with our love-hate relationship with social media, but there's some challenges that we've seen recently around um, our dependency in technology, and we, we're starting to see it's becoming a real big issue in our lives. So we use this episode to kind of self-reflect and work through some of the challenges that we're having and what we're going to do moving forward to address our addiction to technology. So hopefully you, uh, you can relate to some of the experiences um, that we're going through at the moment and, uh, and what we plan to do about it. And as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode, which you can find at the show notes, which is theminimalistvegan.com slash 023 for episode 23. Okay, so that's enough of an intro from me. Uh, thanks for tuning in and I'll catch up with you after this conversation. All right, Marsha. Yeah. Okay, so round two, we're talking about technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, yeah, look, the, this is not like a fully formed conversation that we're going to have because I think there's a lot of change that we need to go through as well. But, you know, I think if we go back to episode four, I believe, we'll link to it in the show notes, we talked about our love-hate relationship with social media. And uh, we still stand by a lot of what we said in that episode um, about the benefits of social media and how it's become a utility in our lives, but also recognizing the addictive nature of the platform and that need for instant gratification. But there's, uh, with Cal Newport's uh, recent book around digital minimalism, there's been a lot more conversations about um, the role of technology in our lives and specifically social media and how we can start to gain back those enriching experiences we once had um, that technology has since replaced. Mm-hmm. So you and I have been having many conversations about, I don't know, I think our, dis- our dependency on technology. You know, if we look at our lives, it's, you know, technology exists for the work we do every day. Yeah. But then outside of that, it exists for how we unwind, yeah. for how we communicate with people. It's like technology is just so heavily immersed. And I just know, you know, I'm 31. So I'm either old or young, depending on who you are listening to this. But I remember growing up in the 90s and, and just having so many different types of experiences in my life that didn't involve a screen. Yeah. Um, whether it was playing hockey on the street uh, whether it was skateboarding outside, whether it was playing card games, um, you know, whether it was just watching VHS. Uh, or just talking. Or just talking. Like, I remember, like, it was, yeah, it was sleepovers. It was, uh, I mean, a lot of it was around with friends, but even with family, like, you know, it was, whether it was playing Uno cards with my dad or it was just a lot of different things going on. But then you had video games which didn't have much impact in your life, but certainly in mine. Well, The Sims had an impact oh, on my oh, life. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so like, you know, The Sims and, and other console games sort of started to really emerge um, to the mainstream media. So that became a form of screen time. And then, you know, dial-up eventually became broadband for internet. And then things got faster. And then we had social media. And then we had instant messaging. And then... 
And then all of a sudden, like, all those things we used to do were not as stimulating or as interesting as what the internet would present. Yeah. And then now we live in a society, in our lives, where the internet is dominating. Um, But I feel like it's not... I mean, even though you have much more at your fingertips, I feel like it's not as interesting as, like, I don't play anything like The Sims, but I found that a lot of fun. Yeah. There's, besides watching movies and things like that on screen, there's not much else that brings me as much fun as The Sims probably did when I was at that age. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So, it's, it's very different now. Yes. Because you have so much at your fingertips that your expectations are much higher. Yes. Of what satisfies you. Yes. And and I think this is what we really want to talk about today. Like so we are talking about digital minimalism, but we realize for us at the core of it, it's like yes, we could talk about how you can declutter your desk desktop or minimize the apps that you have on your phone or boycott social media or all the typical things you hear in the minimalist movement. But we thought, you know what, like the the only way we feel we're going to change this narrative of depending on technology for all our stimulation is finding alternative things to do that we have a stronger desire to do over technology. Yeah. And it's not like we want to we want to change the conversation from oh I should be spending more time outside I should be playing with my dog more you know I should be reading more novels to I want to do that. Mm. So uh, when you take something that you in essence feel like it's actually satisfying, you need to replace it with something that's even more satisfying. Yes. So that you can break that pattern. Yes. Exactly. So what we're going to try and do is brainstorm some ideas. We're just talking for our personal lives and maybe it might ignite something for you and maybe you could share something with us as well. But I think we just need to start off with thinking about, okay, what what are some things that we can start doing that we can replace with technology? Yeah. And and I think an example of what I'm talking about is if if you think back to high school or elementary school, maybe even university, um, even your workplace, where you're kind of forced to be in a situation of competition, of challenges, whether it's in physical activity, whether it's like physical education or um, some sort of work event that like you're, you know, like you you had some sort of day out with your work colleagues Mm. where you had to do something. And it's like, I think I remember like this sometimes this initial resistance even back then of like oh now we have to do this like oh this is going to be a, a bit of inconvenient a bit annoying but then once you get into it mm. it becomes a memory mm. and you look back and it's like because it's different from the day to day yeah but people those connections you have with other people in an immersive On a activity yeah. You see them in a different way and you look back and you're like, those are all the things I actually remember. Mm. Um, and now it's f- far harder because we have the internet, which is such a convenient alternative. If we had resistance back then in a structured environment, it just shows you the challenge that we have ahead of ourselves to make that happen now. Mm. So what do you think uh, some... 
some things that we've discussed in the past that are we should be doing more of that that we can maybe change into I want to be doing more of that I mean I can't speak for you but for me the two main things that come to mind is probably more self-care sure so doing things like yoga meditation you know just taking time to to manicure myself a bit more and just to just to feel good you yes. know maybe paint my nails and just do things like that yes um read books yes i've had the same book on my bedside table for probably six seven months yep and it's been longer in the past but um that is something that reminds me pretty much every day <laughs> i look at it before, when i get into bed or when i'm in the room um making more time for our dog chewy yeah and taking him out places and I mean, we walk him twice a day, but we feel like, you know, he'd really benefit from interacting with other breeds of dog and yep. um, have a proper run around and not always be on the lead yep. when we take him out and things like that. Yeah. And I'd like to cook more. I'd like to make more time to just spend in the kitchen without feeling like I'm rushing to get out. Yeah. Or just to you know, to be in there to make a recipe for the website or to make food because it's lunchtime, dinner, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are some great examples. And I, I'm just thinking, in your mind, did I feel like more shoulds than like an actual deep desire to, to do that over? Because I think, I mean, I mean, that to me more sounds like a allocation of time, right? As opposed to picking that as some sort of desirable activity over... Like, for example, just being on Instagram. Well, I think it's just managing, like, the way that we have live set up right now. I think I could definitely be a bit smarter with the way that I work and procrastinate less. Because if you get things out and you focus clearer and I could easily take off maybe an hour or two a day yep. to allocate to those other things. Yep. And then narrow down the other screen time of just procrastinating Yep. on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is. Yes. At the end of each week, I actually get a notification on my phone. I don't know if that's something that's just inbuilt. I'm pretty sure it could be. Yeah, it on was a, a Sunday. Or depends on the phone that you have. But I know on iPhones with the latest software oh, update, okay. then it, yeah. Yeah, it gives so you your screen time you, update. Yeah. Yeah. And it always surprises me how much time I spend on my phone. Yeah. And it tip it fluctuates. It says, oh, you've been this many percent more on it this week than you were last week or vice versa. Um, but it always shocks me what the average per day is. And I just go, what on earth am I doing on my phone for that long? Yeah. Like I'm not talking to people. Like, yeah. You know, making phone calls or... And I don't even send that many text messages. Yeah. And so it's like, at the end of the day, why would I, what, what am I doing for three hours on my phone every day? So this is a good point because I think maybe this brings up, you know, our dependency on, on the phone. And let's talk about the phone specifically because, and I think most of us are guilty of doing this. You know, if we're waiting in any sort of line, physical yeah. line, reaching for the phone, mm. if we're waiting at traffic lights, uh, when we're walking or even in a vehicle, we're on our phone. Yeah. 
Yeah, so even like when you catch yourself, you know, just checking your phone in between moments. Mm. Um, and and it adds up. Yeah, you're always filling that space. Um, There's no such thing as boredom anymore. This is the thing. There's an endless amount of stimulation uh, in the phone. And I think, look, another reason why we're bringing up this conversation is because we're, we're trying to pump ourselves up for to see if we can take our minimalist journey further with technology. Um, we won't disclose too much about what that is at this at this present moment because we haven't f- fully formulated our, our ideas or commitments around it. Um, I think I've come to the realization that it is not it, this is not a good thing. Mm. And and for a long time, I think as somebody who really loves technology, it's like you know I, I kind of looked back at of individuals who kept saying that, oh, we should be doing this, we should be doing this, you know, phones are bad, computers are bad, social media is bad, screen time for children, all that stuff. And there was a part of me that's just like, well, it's it, this is a new generation, it's a new era, this is part of human evolution. Yeah. Um, but but I think now that, you know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you see the content that's floating around around digital minimalism at the moment and you're seeing that how everything is so thoughtful this these programs are so specifically designed to capture our attention mm. and to make us feel somewhat of an emotional connection with the technology mm. and the and what it provides that it's getting to a point where like you know you wake up in the morning and you're checking notifications across multiple things and this is not just social media this could be email, email or, or statistics stats for us you know what, yeah. yeah like we're in in, in online business so there's a lot of like metrics and things that you're constantly checking mm. and it's like you know what 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 am i going to discover today mm. you know does someone care about me today there's some has someone validation as yeah that validation and it's like that to me it, the realization has come is that that is unhealthy so by spending more time with technology you're just going to encourage this nature of validation mm. and this gratification um and to to the point where your happiness is dependent on it yeah and that's where i'm kind of thinking okay it's time to maybe draw the line a little bit here so if you can control it to a degree and if you feel comfortable you know like if you leave your phone at home accidentally all day at work and you don't even think twice about it like oh Will someone call me? Will I get an important message? And will this person get upset at me because I didn't respond? Or what if there's an emergency and my kids, you know, school calls or something of that nature? If you have that feeling of, oh my God, crap, I've left my phone at home, then there's probably an addiction part of that in there. Oh, for sure. But, but, But that's the thing, right? This is... Or the if you go to work and you go, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll see what's on there when I get home or yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't phase you as much as... So I think if you've got that degree, I think it's just checking in with yourself and go, okay, let's be real. How often do I check my phone? And am I dependent or am I thinking about, oh, I haven't checked this for a couple of hours. Let me see you know, if I've got a new like or if I've got a new notification or what, what's this email or I'm waiting for something to come through and you're constantly refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Yeah. And that's where the problem but is. This, yeah, but I think you touched on the point of separating utility and just passive 
validation and consumption. Yeah. So using so, the phone of what I guess in its purity was designed to be. Well, the thing is, it's like the, the phone is probably the most productive device we've ever been associated with mm. in the history. Yeah. So if you think about all the things that a phone has replaced mm. that used to take longer to do, mm. it now can perform. Yeah. So because of or that... Or you just have more items for it. Yeah. Not but, necessarily longer, but yeah. Yeah. But because of that um, that level of performance, then we have a level of trust with this device. Yeah. And then you look at how we spend our leisure. So it goes from a pr- productivity machine to a leisure, leisure machine. So it's constantly switching. And this is the difference between... And then between filling in those boredom gaps correct, as well. So correct. So those three different stages. Exactly right. So it's like it's... It's so yeah. You could say that oh, I've got really good self discipline, and I can I can determine that oh, the phone I'm going to use for these utilitarian sort of uses. Yeah. Um. But but then by the very fact of you having that trust in the phone, you're more likely to maybe spend more time on it for those leisure based activities. Mm. So and and that's where the addiction goes so deep mm. at the moment in our culture. Um, I've long been an advocate for that. It's like, oh, why use a printer to scan a document when you can just do it on an app? Why Why log into um, internet banking on your computer when you can literally just open the Correct. app and swipe your finger and it's it's there? Exactly. So Why pull out a calculator when you've got one on your phone? Exactly. <laughs> and <the laughs> There's a million things. Why pull out a notebook when you've yes. got the notes app? Why pull out a yeah. camera when you've got a camera <laughs> on your phone? <laughs> exactly. So it's... You see the trust that we've built with it. It's like, wow, this is an incredible device. Yeah. But then and things are only getting better. Correct. In terms of the quality. Yeah. And is that a bad thing? No, I don't think so. But it, it it's it's when when it comes to minimalism, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's yeah. a multi multi purpose item. Absolutely. <laughs> but then it's like, cool, with that trust, what are we doing? What else are we doing with this technology? Yeah. It's like using it and abusing it. That's the yeah. way that I kind of look at it. It's like you use it for what it's intended to do. But then also when you're looking at things like social media, they're intended, the person that's created those things, they've intended for you to be addicted to them. Yeah. So, you know, it's pick and choose as yeah. to what you do with it. And I know some people that aren't on social media and they used to be, but they didn't see the value in it. And they said, actually, two people that I know, over the years that have left Facebook that said to me that's been in the back of my mind as I think I might have mentioned in the previous episode was, well, I'll miss out on things, you know? Yeah. And they said, well, if someone wants me to be at a party or at a christening or a baby shower or whatever it is, they will reach out to me. Yeah. It's not like I'm dead to them just because I'm not on Facebook. Yeah. So, you know... I think that that's where to them it it doesn't seem like they're missing out on something. If it's something that's important, someone will actually reach out to them. Yeah. Which is totally true. Like if you wanted someone there and they weren't on social media, you would call them, you would text them, you would send them an email, you'd get to them in another way. Yeah. But then there's things that aren't organized by your friends that, you know, that's where it can get a little bit blurry. But I think that these people do enough in life themselves and are the go-getter type of personality that they feel like whatever they're invited to on Facebook that that they won't be invited to otherwise they they feel like they're not missing out 
Yeah. Because again, they've taken something away and replacing it with something much better. They yeah. knew that it was going to be fine without the social media to them in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and you need that. Uh, I think you need to have that confidence in yourself to be able to do that. Yeah. Because oh, you total can, confidence. Because, it's because, not an easy thing Yeah, because you can justify being on, like... Well, uh, I can justify in 101 ways. Yeah. But then I can also justify as to how it would benefit my life. But I feel like because I've been on it for such a long time and it's become such an ingrained part of everyday life, that it's like almost taking... It, it would feel very strange to take that away. And, and that's what Mark Zuckerberg wants. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's his master plan. Yeah. It, you know, like particularly Facebook. Particularly Facebook, I think they've done just a really great job of understanding consumer behavior and what we want. Mm. You know, they, they understand the validation that we all seek in life. They are, like if you look at everything they have, like and messaging. And also yeah. even how you refresh the page, they've that's actually meant to replicate how you pull down a lever on the uh, pokey machine. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah, because of that so, satisfaction that it creates yeah. for the user. But then if you look at all their products, it's, you know, messaging, marketplace, groups, uh, events. These mm. are like... So, we talk about a phone and the utilities. Yeah. So, Facebook is now becoming a utility. Mm-mm. So, just when you think that, oh, Facebook is going away then they bring in marketplace and mm. i don't know about you but it's like one moment it was here and the next minute it was like oh yeah a primary when it first came <laughs> on market, i was yeah. like what is this yeah. no one's going to use this but yeah. it has taken off yeah. and i mean i guess if you're selling things some people don't pay attention to it because they never use it or they've never looked at it but as soon as you open and you go in and open a couple of the listings you're constantly getting notifications and I hate having notifications. So I always go in just to get rid of the notifications. But then yep. sometimes I just get sucked in because I might be in a bored place or I'm waiting in line for something. Yeah. And then I'm aimlessly scrolling through. Next thing I'm looking at, you know, buying organic lemons from someone in my suburb. Yeah. So it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, I think it's important to, I'm actually going to start doing this. I'm going to start catching myself out and going, do I need to be on this right now? And removing it. As soon as I mentally remember that and just put it away. Yeah. Well, but like they're just going to keep layering product after yeah. product after product that is more is addictive and such a strong utility. Um, so I, I think we need to probably do something more extreme than mm. just doing that mental exercise yeah. because it's it's the the power, the, the pull towards the, well, the I platform think it is depends. so strong. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think of that step one. Yeah. Just to see. And also it's to, to test your own self-discipline because yeah. I think it's an important exercise to do regardless. Yeah. Even if your goal is to eventually get rid of it altogether. But it's to train that muscle and to train yourself to be like, no. It's even when, you know, if, for instance, you really want that treat and you've already had one, but it's, you know, that whole yeah. addictive mentality or consumption of yeah. any nature. Yeah. So it's just like going, no, I don't need it. Yeah. Just because I want it or it's there, that doesn't mean that I need to have it. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people these days are doing. It's like, oh, well, it's there, I might as well. Yeah. So how do we, I suppose, n- navigate or find alternatives in terms of 
high value leisure activities. Um, because I feel like that's probably the most realistic way for me to, um, you know, start reducing my depe- dependency on technology mm. is is finding experiences that I actually enjoy that don't involve, involve technology. Um, so I think, you know, where do we begin with with that exercise? I think, you know, we made a bit of a list before we started here, but what we realized about the list is that it still felt like things that you should be doing versus things that you really want to be doing. And it's, but a lot of them also involve more of an effort. Yes. So it's like creating something. So rather than, let's say, going to bed and watching Netflix or watching YouTube or, I mean, they're, I think that they're a little bit different. Yep. To social media consumption. Yep. To an extent. But it's still technology and it's still screen time. Yes. But taking those brainless things away that give you that instant gratification or promise you in a way instant yep. gratification um, with something just as easy to access and enjoy is not easy. Mm. So it's like trying to work out, okay, so what what would that look like? Well, because because all the activities that you start thinking of are more... Pro- proactive yeah like getting out of the house like yeah. what can you do or, at home but but technology consumption is very passive so it's just mm. easy there's mm. like there's no friction there's no Especially friction when to, you've had a long day at work and yeah. you get home most people will you know have dinner sit on the couch and relax and watch some tv shows that they like yeah or watch the news or do whatever but most of the time, it's screen consumption. Yeah. Unless you've got children and then you do things with them or yep. know, they've got after-school activities and things like that. But um, I don't even almost remember what it... What I, You know, we've grown up with the television as well in the house. So if you move those things away, like what would you be doing? Yeah, so let's talk about that. Mm. Because, okay, so let's talk about some free things to do first. So we've got like games yeah so this could be card games board games and and look i noticed some of you listening to this who are all about games like Mm. actual analog games and which is fantastic um but yeah i think there's a few things there it's like with a game you need a few people to play at least Mm. um so there's organizing that and then you're organizing people who are all addicted to technology. <laughs> so you're competing with that attention. Yeah. Um, so it's an inconvenience maybe to organize. Mm. But I feel, feel that once you do get like you, me, maybe some family members in the game, then we're like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, we should do this more yeah, often. Yeah, we should do this more often. It happens yeah. once in the blue moon. But, but how do we even bloody beat technology <laughs> at the beginning mm. to even engage in a free activity like a board game? Yeah. For example. Um, but, but I think that's where we need to sort of start is, is thinking, you know, how can we make something like a game, like, so like such a fun activity that next time it's, it's people are going to prioritize that. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, that is one example. And I think, you know, you and I were just talking about like, Uno, like we love playing Uno, Mm. but what I was saying is that, like, I think what's more stimulating is turning it into a little bit more of a competition. So, like, actually keeping score. <laughs> Do you want to stay married? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it's 
but it's like we've got quite competitive with different activities, yes, whether it's tennis <laughs> or Uno or whatever. And we start to see a different part of each other when we get Which quite competitive. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun though and it's memorable. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just an example of just taking it up just a little bit like an, up another level. Yeah. Um, because I think people are really stimulated by competition. Mm. So I think that's probably the first thing to begin is like, okay, for us, it's like, all right, well, look at all the options to unwind. Mm. on an evening mm. okay so you could just watch free-to-air television you could spend time on the internet on social media or youtube or netflix or you could play a video game or maybe you can do some stretching you can have a really nice conversation with somebody your spouse relative etc roommate um or you can actually play a video uh, like a board game um, but but then I'm thinking like with a board game, it's like sometimes I feel like in it's our society, but it's also I feel like it's also almost reserved for special occasions, mm. like when it's around Christmas time or you're at a party with your friends and mm. let's bring out a board game. But board games just used to be a normal thing you do. Yeah. So oh, my family used to play it so much more. Yeah. So, so much. And we still have them all and we might play it once every couple of years. Yeah. But that's it. But that's because there wasn't much else to and do. And I'm normally the one that initiates yeah. it. Okay, so I think that's our first challenge is can we bring back games in, in our household where we are? That's our first challenge. Yeah. Um, and make it desirable. We need to sell it to each other and to mm. people around us. Okay, so what's another example? Um, playing with Chewy, so playing with our dog. So, um, and, and you, you guys could use pets, you could use children as an example, but I think... Um, again, it's always like a should or I should be... I should spend more time. I should spend more time um, in this activity. But then I want to take it further and say, well, when you're really into it, how do you... Those moments where you're having so much fun playing with like your child or your pet or whatever, what does that look like? Mm. And how can you get to that place more? Mm. So like, you know, for example, with Chewy, like sometimes we'll play with the ball. And then we'll get into a rhythm. Mm. And then it will turn into a full-blown game. And then the, then it becomes like a 30-minute, 40-minute session mm. where we're just going at it. Mm. And it's like he's getting so much out of it. I'm getting so much out of it. Um, but, you know, how can we continue to replicate that experience? Because it's so much fun and it creates a moment and an experience for both of us. Yeah. So that's another challenge. Mm. And, you know, I know like when I hang out with my niece and nephew and you really immerse yourself in a game with them, mm. it's so much fun. Mm. Um, but you need to get to that place, that momentum. Cool. Um, what other examples do we have here? So, yeah, so one thing that your family has is ta- is taught me because I didn't really experience this growing up is eating at the dinner table. Mm. And, and, and that, that's, it's interesting because I think, because I, you know, I grew up in a family where like we just kind of all ate at different times. Like there was like a, a buffet. So the food will just be available yeah. and you'll just eat at your own convenience. Yeah. And people like go to all corners of the house to eat their food. While watching a screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Most yeah, likely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but we did, but we were a family that would also come together and have pretty deep conversations randomly. Mm. Um, but yeah, what I noticed with your family is that it was, it was all about the, you know, preparing Not as much anymore. Not as much anymore. No, but, but still. But I did, it was interesting because like, for me, it's like that initially, it was like an inconvenience. 
you know, mm. to because I was so used to just eating at my own time. Mm. But then I, I thought about some of like the, the random conversations that come as a result yeah. of just that simple um, activity of eating together yeah. and where that leads you. And like normally it's like you can get yourself immersed in a conversation and if you guys know, you listen to our episodes. When that happens, the phone the phone gets turned upside down. It's no no longer even in existence when you're so immersed in that conversation. But it's it's you know we're trying to talk about examples that are basically you can implement straight away. Yeah. Um. You know because of course we would love to spend more time going out in restaurants or going to movies or to theatre or plays or um, organise sports and all of these great things. But I just think it needs to start in your own environment because that's where the technology is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That the technology is at That's where you're actually arms battling reach. it. It's yeah. at arm's reach all the time in your own house. Yeah. So you need to win that battle first mm. and it's and it's going to start off with some of these activities that we're talking about. Mm-mm. Um so I think yeah, let's bring that back eating mm. eat, eating dinner at the table. Mm. Um as well. Um the other one I wanted to talk about is reading. Yeah. Uh you mentioned it before how you had a book on your uh, on your side table for that's been looking at you for for months on end now mm. how can we address that well i think for me it's reading makes me tired and if i'm already tired i won't get more than like two three pages in and then i'm literally ready to sleep it's a good way to fall asleep yeah so i don't know if it's something that i can even just implement every evening that i even if it is a couple of pages that's a i i should be okay with that rather than thinking i need like an hours session yeah to read yeah you know small progress and just the story evolves every day a little bit rather than pausing for a few months and then going what what happened here yeah you know who's this (laughs) who's jack (laughs) like just refreshing your memory with what's actually going on in the in the plot so isn't that yeah. do you know what I've struggled with, with books is um I think because the internet you can quickly decide whether you like something or not. Mm. Like you watch a show, you read an article. Well see again, this is you, instant gratification. And you're just like, nope, nope, nope. Because there's yep, so much yep, choice nope, as well. Yep, yep, yep. You're just yeah. doing that and then you get to a book and um, it's like unless I've read the book before and I know it's amazing. If mm. it's like a new book, yeah, I'm like, is this actually going to be a good book? Mm. <laughs> like I'm freaking out, like because <laughs> there's so much I could be doing. Yeah. Um, and so it's much just, else that could. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, is this going to be a good book? And it's like that never used to be a question. Yeah. Like you just read novel after novel, and look, I know we've probably got some voracious readers. Um, who who just read and read and read, but like for me, it's like it, it never used to be a question. I just read the book anyway, mm. um, and and I think that's that's the, seriously the impact of technology has had on the reading experience. Mm. But um, but I think I think for me, definitely, I want to start with fiction because we can like we consume so much nonfiction oh, yeah. through our work, yeah, and uh, and 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 fiction just actually feels like pretty immersive at the moment. So. Um, and, and again, like to the point, like where I think when you get it, like a really great fiction book, I don't, I don't know, would you use in your experience as a comparable is, to a really good TV show? Well, this is the thing. Like, but, um, we're also talking about 
physical books. Yes. Not on tablets, not on phones, not on your iPad or yes. computer, actual physical books. And on that note, we want And we say that we're minimalists. No, but we can use a library. Remember we talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, of yeah. having a library actually holding you accountable to get through the book. Yeah, so they give you, I think, four to six weeks or something yeah. to read a book, which is great because that way you're not feeling wasteful and, yeah. you know, a, you don't need to... It's like owning DVDs. You yes. can always hire a movie who needs to own movies. Yes. It's the same with books. It depends what kind of book again, but... Yeah, and what's available. Yeah. But so at the same I time, isn't that a good thing if that there's restriction in the library? Oh, of yeah. the absolute book that you want? Like, again, we used to go into the library and kind of be surprised by what we read. I used to go to the library all the time. Yeah. At school, after school. I remember going to the library. Yeah. To just do schoolwork or to look for books, you know. Yeah. For, um, for different assignments and stuff but yeah. now everything's at your fingertips online so yes. yeah it's it's interesting and i think obviously libraries have also evolved over time to have more audiobooks available and yeah. more dvds because you know there's not really i don't know of any besides those booths yeah. where there's any um dvd stores left no not many Plus. yeah they're, they're, um, but even just that novelty of going and picking a dvd or a tape yeah. to watch. Again, that's very different from what we have access to now. Oh, yeah. Because, because you take your time and be like, okay, I'm investing money and time into yeah. this. And you'd watch how many trash movies did you watch as a result? <laughs> like, like, but you just committed because that's what you, you know. You're not going to go to the store again to yes. pick out something. Exactly. But now, now we're like, that's unacceptable. Like, if my algorithm is not delivering me what I need in Netflix, yeah. it's like... No. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, thumbs down. But um, but I think yeah, with this whole book situation, I think I mean, shout out to a library. That is what an incredible resource. You're talking about like sharing art of of information for free, and in a in a time frame. Yeah, like and if they don't have it, you can always request it in because I I feel like a lot of the time people get put off by the selection that they might have in the library. But, but again, I think that restriction's a good in. thing. That's probably a good yeah, training exercise. It's good, but even just in particular areas, yeah. you know, like if you want to learn something, sure, um, they might not have. Like I went to the library and I asked if they have anything on zero waste or sustainable living. Their section, there wasn't a section. It was like gardening or something. Right. There wasn't even anything. So yeah. You know, this is where you can give them suggestions and it's something that's really important right now and a lot of people are taking more notice yeah. of it. So it would be important to to introduce books and to offer books because sure. there's a lot of them that are written out there. It's not yeah. like they don't exist. Yeah, you can get them on a database. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, we noticed in the last couple of weeks someone shared on Instagram that our book was available in a library, their local library. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and we we're all for that. You know, borrow it, and we've we've been asked multiple times, "Oh, can I borrow your book in the library?" We'll just go in and request it. Yes. Um, that way, more and more people get to, to get to read it. Um, yes. And pass it around. So. Yeah, and so. and and in and in one way, you're actually doing a bit of service for the community, like 
the fact that you're getting different types of books in the database means that the next person who's looking for that type of content might find it. Yeah. So I actually, you know, it's, it's, I think it's just a really generous and proactive exercise as well. It's a little bit more inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're up against with technology, but it's a, it's a good thing to do. Mm. So I, look, I think there's some really good, good things that we could start implementing at home right now. Like these are things that we're trying to take away excuses. Yeah. So we've got like, Games. So we're playing a board game tonight, Michael. So we can play a board game tonight. <laughs> we'll, read a, we'll end the day with a fiction book. We'll go eat dinner. Well, I won't eat dinner, but you can go have dinner with um, your family if they're available. <laughs> but um, And what was the other thing we talked about? Book. Well, playing with Chewy. Yeah, and then playing with Chewy. So like, these are literally things that... There's no excuse to, to do them. And mm. and quite frankly, I think once and you get... And they're more relaxing, I feel. They're really chill. Because even, you know, you sem- you sometimes watch things... I mean, I know that I know it's a TV show or a movie, but I can get quite tense or stressed out. And that's not really healthy to be in that state of mind or that state of being you know what? A, before bed. A novel could do that too. It can, but you can always stop reading yeah (laughs) i mean you can always stop watching something but if you're watching it with somebody else and there's more and more content out there that you know keeps you on the edge of your seat so to speak so yeah um yeah it's just immersing yourself in the right things you know relaxing things before bed and just preparing your body to be able to 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 fully engage in a deeper sleep absolutely and i think but we, we want to be entertained or stimulated. So I think with all these activities, you need to find some, find some enjoyment in them. Mm. Otherwise, why would you continue to do that? You're going to lose to technology every single time. Yeah. So they need, you, like, you need to feel joy when you're having a conversation over dinner. You need to feel joy when you're spending time with your family or your pets. Mm. Uh, or you need to really enjoy the moment of a, a great read on a book. Or a conversation. Yeah. The, the challenge of technology is that it's everything is geared towards giving you what you want, right? So your Instagram feed is constantly looking at what you're interested in, what you like, what you search for, and it's giving you more of that. Yeah. Your Facebook feed's doing the same thing. Yeah. Your Netflix algorithm's doing the same thing. Your YouTube's doing the same thing. You have the option to subscribe to specific podcasts that are curated for you. You can subscribe to blogs specifically that you want to... Um, follow you know you might be on reddit pinterest medium like the list goes on and on and on twitter like linkedin it's all trying to give you what you want yeah right so now to keep you there longer to keep you there longer absolutely so you've got this like tailor-made ecosystem for you yeah and that is perhaps i mean how can you beat that Mm. (laughs) so when you say that oh we want to read more and um, maybe I go on Goodreads and I get, I get a recommendation from a friend. That's fine. That's that's how we used to do it, right? Hey, you need to read this book. Read yeah. this book, um, which is great. But in the absence of that referral, if you have to go to the library and pick a book, the fear of like that not being meeting the book for you, meeting your expectations, yeah. versus a world of technology where it gives you everything you want, yeah, and you're like, you're like, when it doesn't give you what you want, you're like pissed off. You're like, hang on, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, um, and now you're asking to go out for, you know, like it's like watching free to air television. You just used to watch what was on television. You had five yeah. channels and ads and yeah. ads, and you, you just no sit choice. through it, and yeah. you just 
do it. Radio, same thing. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're up against. Yeah. That power of stimulation and personalization mm. is what we're up against. And I think, you know, the challenge is how do we train our expectations to be open to different experiences outside of our bubble? Mm. You know, how do we challenge things that are not tailor-made for us? Yeah. Because that's a positive thing. Mm. We're actually increasing our perspective by doing that. Yeah. So um, I think we need to look at it as an opportunity, not like something we're missing out on. Mm. But but I, I think that this illustrates the magnitude of what we're up against with, with, oh, with the world we live in. it's a massive, yeah. And yeah. it's only going to get harder and harder. Yeah. Each year that goes by, people will get more hooked. There'll be more things that will be available and all of those things that once used to be a joy to do will be next to obsolete if yeah. we're not careful. So, yes. yeah. Cool. So, I mean, I think it's unrealistic to say that we should ditch technology altogether no. and to not have screen time at all. Mm. So, I just wanted to make that super clear that we're not going to be playing board games and playing with our dog and reading books and yep. having deep and meaningful conversations, eating dinners with our family every single night. Maybe yep. a part of that. Yeah. But I think it's important to bring that balance back yep. because at the moment it's very heavy on one side. Yes. Um. So it's important to kind of reintroduce those habits and and joys in life without the screen attached to it. Yeah, and hopefully like those simple little changes at home can then start to challenge us to maybe pursue the things that may be a little bit more inconvenient for those experiences yeah. outside of you home. You can push those boundaries a little yeah. bit further and take it, you yeah. know, that this is step one, that's step two, then you just keep going and, you know, you'll let, next thing you know you'll have a fulfilling and rich life where you might – feel comfortable just leaving your phone at home for the weekend and going out bushwalking or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. That's possible. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, challenge yourself a bit. Yeah. Give yourself the mental space and you will actually... But it's in the down moments. I think I think, yeah. I think the, the, big, the big thing is in, in the moments of unwinding. Yeah. That, that's, 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 that's the biggest yeah. battle. Yeah. I think when you've got great energy, I think we're pretty open to having different experiences. It's 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 when you're it's like you, well, you, you go you turn to technology brainless. for comfort. Like yeah. you, literally it's becoming this relationship of comfort of yeah. Cuz you depending on your mood, yes. you can actually regulate yes. what it is that you consume to satisfy what you feel like is kind of either missing or you feel like consuming. Yes. So sometimes you'll feel like consuming rom-coms or sometimes you'll feel like consuming a drama. Yeah. But it just depends on your your mood, yes. you know. So it's interesting. I think more and more people are becoming in tune with that. And yes. because you have so much choice, they can pick and choose and be like, no, actually, I'm not in the mood for that tonight. Yeah. I mean, I say that all the time. Yeah. You offer to watch something and I'm like, no, don't feel like that. Yeah. So we'll go around in circles for about, you know, five minutes and yes. then land on something that we both, our both moods align in that sense. Yes. But I think it's also important to be doing things that don't so much depend on somebody else's mood, but your own. Yes. I agree. Yeah. And last tip, stop taking your phone into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't see that one coming. Yep. <laughs> it's another quick win. But you know what's funny? Because you go, well, what the hell am I going to do? Put it into the toilet. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Take a magazine. <laughs> Not the... <laughs> Good old-fashioned magazine. No, um, but yeah, no, honestly. Who still buys magazines? Uh, hey, like, hey, hey. Take There's probably book. people, yeah, book. But, um, but... Th- this or just be quick in there. <laughs> You'll probably yeah. speed up the process. Yeah, probably. But, um, yeah, it's... Anyway, I'm just trying to look at all the little moments in life and down moments where just that screen time creeps back in. Yeah. And, yeah, we might start off wanting to do something productive on the technology, but then it quickly turns into So, what would you suggest in the the parts where, like, you're waiting in line or you're at the doctor's office and they're running late or if you're waiting for the bus or waiting for your kids to get out of school or you know those types of in-between moments it's not like you're going to have your book on you at all times but I think it's also important to just let yourself be bored or let your brain take a breather and to also just let it wander and just observe like there's I actually when I go out for a walk with Chewy I never take my phone with me yeah and I'm there with him but sometimes my mind just is just blank in many ways. Like I don't yep. think you don't have to be thinking all the time or consuming yes. all the time. Yeah. Like that's okay. And I think it's important because that can also in a way be a form of meditation. Yeah. So that you feel calmer, you feel more collected, you, you know, your, your brain's not constantly ticking. Yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I think yeah, I think it's a good practice. I think for me personally, I'm going to find that's going to become like what happens outside of the house is going to become a lot easier once I figure out how to win the battle at home. Um, I, I feel like it'll of, be well for me. It would be the opposite. There you go. But um, because it's like if I'm walking around so the house, if the I'm saying if I'm thing, walking around the house, right? Mm. and the phone's not coming with me all of a sudden, mm. right? Like, that's the first step. Mm. So, the phone's not following me into like the toilet. It's not following it in me your... into this room or to that room or to that because I'm finding other things to to do that are enriching. I'm, I'm just saying as a behavior, right? Yeah. As a mentality. Then when I get outside in public, I'm not going to have mm. that same need for that stimulation yeah. to reach for the pocket in those down moments. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's even just the habit. You know, like you don't even realize that you're doing it. Yeah. You pull your phone out of your pocket or your bag or wherever it is and you check your phone. Yeah. You don't even register you're doing it. Yeah. So if you just leave your phone, you know, I think it would be a good exercise even just to leave our phones in our bedroom for the whole day and then only check them on our lunch break or something. Yep. So to get into that like work mode no phone yeah you know how, because when you when you're because when you're employed be like you know when i was employed by default I'd, i wouldn't check my phone because yeah you're working right yeah so um but then when you're self-employed you almost yeah. feel like oh it's okay yeah you can you can do it anytime yeah so yeah yeah i i think there's multiple steps to it but yeah i think yeah it's just Small wins, I think. Mm. Small wins and progress. And we'll talk about big 
changes <laughs> maybe later yeah um to shake it up um but yeah we'll see how this goes first all right i think that's it you know i think we've got some really good little uh, things that we can do i think it's just more being mindful i think that's what this conversation's about it's just recognizing just recognizing what's actually happening with this technology and this dependency Breaking the habit yeah and like we want to bring it to the forefront like we want to put it under the uh, the magnifying glass that hey this is this is a problem and we need to find some other alternatives to do that so um anyway let's let's try that experiment and yeah if you if you guys have any suggestions in terms of you know have you had the same realization of this dependency in technology and um particularly in your in your home like where it's just so accessible like there's no friction at all to to just reach for your phone and check social to consume content um you know have you found yourself spending more and more time on your screens and and have you found alternatives that are equally or if not more desirable than being on the screen would love to know what that looks like um but yeah thanks for tuning in thanks guys hope this was enjoyable for you as it was for us <laughs> it's it's always good to um reflect and to talk things out a little bit more because i sometimes feel like this podcast is a bit of a therapy session for us to just oh, brainstorm sure. and get some ideas out there yeah and allows us ourselves. to zoom in and get specific on particular areas of our lives as well yeah. cool yeah. we'll have a good week and we'll catch you next monday Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, there it is. Digital minimalism. It's the conversation went in a different path than what we probably thought, but um, it ended up being really valuable to start to really think about, you know, how can we put more value in those non-technology activities again? I mean, that's the real battle here. It's technology is so powerful. It's so stimulating. Um, how, how could we possibly look at alternatives if we can't see value in them? So um, hopefully this episode has triggered some moments of reflection for yourself and, and maybe you can think about some of those activities that you're already doing, that you can do more of perhaps, or that you can find more joy in doing. Um, but yeah, there's certainly a lot to unpack here and I'm sure this is not the last time we're going to be bringing up technology as it relates to happiness, intentionality and minimalism. So, guys, you're tuning into episode 23 of the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. So, you can find all the show notes, um, including some uh, links to uh, Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism, and uh, some interesting YouTube clips we've watched around the topic with other influencers. Um, so, you can find all of that information at theminimalistvegan.com slash 023. That's theminimalistvegan.com slash 023. Okay, uh, so hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Um, as always, would um, love to hear your feedback. Um, if you've been listening to this show, you've been getting value from it. Um, if you could just uh, spend a few minutes of your time leaving us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to a podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated. And it also helps other people decide if this show is right for them or not. Um, so look, Thank you for your time and attention. We don't take it for granted um, as we're talking about consuming um, information and technology. We know that you're using technology to listen to us on this podcast um, when you could be doing so many other things with your life. So we appreciate you taking that time out of your day to do that. Um, anyway, here's to living with less stuff and more compassion and we'll catch up with you next week. Peace.